If I asked you, what is it that you can't live without? I might get some simple answers like the remote control, my phone, beer, or ice cream. Perhaps on a more fundamental level, some might even argue, I can't live without air or water or food. But Jesus is telling us that we cannot live without the Eucharist. On this feast of Corpus Christi, at the end of John chapter 6, he issues an ultimatum and then makes a promise. The ultimatum, verse 53, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have life within you. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, that's the ultimatum. He tells us that our spiritual health here on earth and our chance of eternal happiness depends on our ability to see, believe, and receive his body, blood, soul, and divinity in the most blessed sacrament of the altar, the Holy Eucharist that we celebrate at every Mass, but especially on Corpus Christi. There's the ultimatum, and then there's the promise. He said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, I remain in him, and he remains in me. That means we become one with God and each other. That's communion. That's community. And that's a miracle and a mystery. When at every Mass, heaven comes down to earth in the same body and blood that was offered up at the Last Supper and poured out on the cross the next day is present here for us. Not only to see, but to receive. And then to take him with us out into this world where we try to live our faith despite many obstacles and temptations. We are meant to be fed and then to be feeders, to go out and feed other people, to be blessed and to be a blessing out in this world. And that is why on this Feast of Corpus Christi, we are going to conduct our mission appeal, an opportunity the church gives us every year to support the spread of the gospel beyond the walls of this church and the borders of our parish boundary, but instead to make sure we're putting our prayers and financial support where it can do the greatest good for the least among us. And so today, to talk about the St. Luke New Life Center in my hometown of Flint, we'd like to welcome to the AMBO Dominican Sister Carol Weber. Welcome, Sister. Welcome to Queens. Yes. Thank you, Father. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here among you today, to be able to share with you some of the ways in which God is truly working in the city of Flint. But I'd first like to begin with a, a little story that kind of gives you an idea of what some of the things that are going on in the city. In 2002, in January, cold winter day, snow on the ground, we were out on one of our street ministries. And we were on South Saginaw Street. And a woman approached and asked if we had any newborn baby clothes. And we did, so we knelt in the snowbank going through the tote trying to find little boy, newborn baby, boy baby clothes. And in the process, she said to me, you know, these clothes aren't for my child. Therefore, a child who last night was born in the abandoned home next to me. Children being born in abandoned homes, homeless women who are pregnant. So we drove from that, away from that experience that day and Sister Judy and I simultaneously said, we gotta do something more than go out onto the streets of Flint. And so we gathered together a group of 45 women whom we had helped in the food pantry at St. Luke and asked them what they needed the old St. Luke school to be for them. 
we could go in with a program that was ours, but we needed something we felt that was appropriate to them. I haven't been on the street. I don't know how that happens. And so they told us that they needed a place to meet that was safe, that they needed to grow in their self-esteem, and they needed to grow in their education to get a high school degree or GED. So we took those three pillars and we built programming around those three pillars. We still do, do that to this day, 21 years later. And now we have programs going on that are employment prep programs and just a lot of other things going on. We just started a new program called Resilient Women. And that's for women who've been in abusive relationships and trauma. Uh, we had so much of that happening at the center, we decided that we were going to do a program just for that. And that's been a highly successful program. But I would like today to invite to share her story, Vicki, who is part of our programming, entered our programming, came here um, because of her granddaughter's invitation. And so I just invite you to listen to her story. Vicki? Hi, my name is Vicki. I have learned that life is a journey, and I'd like to share some of my journey with you. In my earlier years, I worked at TRW Automotive for 26 years, and then I was in a horrific car accident. I got ejected from the car 85 feet in the air, which is half of a football field. And I wore a body cast for a year from my neck to my knees. And for four years, I had four years of therapy. And the doctor said, I wouldn't be able to walk again or work again. And I said, the devil is a liar. I'm going to do this. behind that, um, it was a drunk driver that had T-boned my car. Uh, it was my brother and I. He got, he died instantly in the car accident. That's when I got ejected. And now I'm going to 2021. I, re I received a call from my granddaughter and she said, Nana, I'm here taking care of your mom and my mom. The doctor said they had COVID and I'm like, what? She said, yes, I'm the nurse. And I'm like, you the nurse? She said, yes. Lord help me. <laughs> okay. Um, so this was Thanksgiving day, no Thanksgiving Eve. And um, I asked my doctor, I said, well, my granddaughter says she's taking care of my mother and my daughter. I said, can I go up there and up to Flint and take care of, help her with them? And uh, he said, yeah, just put on some gloves and a mask and you can go. Go ahead. Do that. 
Okay, and uh, I'll finish it. Um, when I got to Flint, I took my daughter, I told my daughter, I said, your breathing is kind of rough. I said, you need to go to the doctor. You need to go to the hospital. So she went to take a shower. When she got in the shower, she said, Mama, I can't wash myself up. I said, that's all right, I'll wash you. I said, you're my child. And she said, thank you, thank you, Mama. And uh, we took, Sanaya and I took my, my daughter to the hospital and they kept her. They said, a good thing we hurry up and got her there. She only had 30% oxygen in her body. So then we went home. Tonight, they wouldn't let me and Sanaya in the hospital because of COVID. And my mom survived the COVID and my daughter passed nine days later after Thanksgiving. Go ahead. That left my, my granddaughter alone without a mother. I felt very alone. How could I help her? How would I... How would I, at my age, start over raising a young child once again? I knew that God would lead me. The third leg of my journey has to do with my life now. My granddaughter, my granddaughter's house was a mess and I was cleaning it up when my granddaughter's girlfriend invited me to the St. Luke New Life Center. I had no idea what it was, but I went with her. I'm so glad that I decided to go with her. It was at the Life Center that my troubles, long less, and concerning were healed. I was looking for help and I found a family. While sharing this class and lessons to other women and going through listening. Listening. Okay, go ahead. You finish. Listening to listening to other women and growing in trust once again. I felt relief from all my burdens through the class. I found the courage to move into the life center of raising my young granddaughter. I felt free and hope failed now. I'm back in church. Now I'm back in church. I have a job sewing and I belong to the new family, my St. Luke life and family and happy again. And I'm happy again now. Thank you. So Vicki is one story of hundreds of men and women who have shared life and grown and found a new family at the St. Luke New Life Center. We are working with men and women 
families of generational poverty. And so to break the cycle is very difficult. How can you help us? Obviously financially, so we can continue um, to program for these families in the north end of Flint. But also you could come for a tour if you wanted. We always need volunteers. And it took me one hour and 38 minutes to get here, so I know it's not that far away. But come for a tour just to see how God is working in um, your pastor's home parish or home city and help, uh, help everyone to know that there is support out there even though you're not living in Flint. So thank you for this opportunity. We are so grateful for you. Please pray for us. There will not be a second collection today. We do have envelopes at the doors. We've given you week's notice. If you have envelopes with you for the Mission Appeal, you can just put them in the basket during the offertory today. You can also make secure online gifts through our website.